0: Welcome to the Lady Preacher podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hello. And welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast. I am your host, Reverend Kelsey Beebe, and today we are going to dive into talking about baptism and confession and repentance and also addressing some of the events of this past week and where God is calling us in the midst of all of this. I invite you now to listen to our gospel reading for the day. This is Mark chapter 1, verses four through 11. John the Baptizer appeared in the wilderness And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. If you would please pray with me. Creating and loving and gracious God, we lift our hearts to you this day and lay down our burdens before you. Our hearts have been heavy on our souls weary and tired. And we ask that you wrap your loving arms around us and bring us comfort. And then, oh God, we ask you to continue to challenge us, to call us to confession and repentance. When we are not following your ways, turn us around, help us to admit it and then go a different direction, following instead in your way. Be with those who are listening today, O God. May they feel your presence deep in their heart. May they feel and be surrounded by that peace that passes understanding. In your loving name, we pray, O God. Amen. Baptism has always been one of my favorite sacraments. I can hardly get through talking about it without getting teary-eyed because it is such an incredible moment in the life of a person, in the life of a church, when people gather and get to name a child or a person as beloved and then make promises to fulfill who God calls us to be, not just in this world, but as a community We get to proclaim this is who we will be according to Jesus Christ, that we will follow in this way of love. It's powerful in a world where people are called a slew of many names to be named first and foremost as beloved. It's a powerful act. And I think for a lot of us, sometimes it loses that profoundness. But as I looked at the scriptures this week, there was something I realized about baptism and how really, truly profound it is. I hadn't realized it until this week how equalizing baptism is. It puts us all on this level of ground. It names each and every one of us beloved. But not only that, it is also equalizing for Jesus himself. In this story we heard from the gospel, according to Mark, Jesus also gets in the water. Jesus also comes like everyone else being baptized in the river Jordan, confessing their sins and then repenting. Jesus comes to do the same. And for what? Right? What sins does he have to confess? What does he need to repent from? Jesus, along with everyone else, gets in the water and has John baptize him, which is truly profound. I think one of the the scandalous things about Jesus' baptism is that he gets in the water with us. That he doesn't just stand off to the side and let everyone else be baptized. He says, no, I am fully with you in this. I'm not going to just stand off to the side while y'all get baptized. I'm going to get in the water with you and also be baptized. It's a moment of him saying, here I am. It's one of his fully human moments, right? And maybe people are wondering around him, why is he doing this? But Jesus is also the man who later eats with sinners and tax collectors. And people are saying, why is he doing this? And I think it's for him about that equalizing factor. We are in this together. We are in service of each other. No one stands above the other. We are all here on equal ground, beloved children of God. Confessing our sins and repenting. Repenting. And repentance is this tricky thing that I, I think a lot of us tend to gloss over. Repentance really means to turn around, to have a full change of heart, of being. And and baptism with this, you came and you confessed your sins publicly. It was a public act it was a public proclamation, a public testimony to God working in your life saying, I'm confessing my sins and then repenting, which means turning around. I was going the wrong way and I'm going to turn around and go in the way of God and go in the way that scripture calls me to go, to live a new life. It was a full immersion baptism. They, they dunked you in the, in the river of Jordan and it was a drowning of an old you so that you could be reborn rebirthed into a new way it reminds me of that create in me a clean heart O god and renew a right spirit within me to do it you confessed your sins first and i think that's something that that we could all learn from especially especially in the world and in the united states right now especially for white people sin can be defined as missing the mark And perhaps it's like Jesus sets this mark in front of us, or God sets this mark in front of us, and we're we're trying to hit it, trying to live our lives in a way that hits the mark each and every time, living as Christ calls us to live. And we miss the mark so often, so often. And sin can also be thought of as anything that harms community. And I hope we can all acknowledge that racism, that white supremacy, that the conflation of nationalism with Christianity is harmful. It harms community. It harms people. It does so much injustice in the world. And we saw that on full display this past Wednesday, January 6th. We saw how violent it can become. We can see how rampant it has become. And if you talk to people of color, they'll say, we saw this coming for 400 years. When a lot of white folks are saying, how did we get here? And my black and brown siblings, my siblings who are people of color are saying, open your eyes because this has been coming because white folks, especially the white church has not confessed their sins, has not confessed and thus has not repented and has not changed their ways so that we can truly follow in the way of Christ, who is one who sought to free the oppressed and set the prisoner free and create this level ground for all. To lift up the lowly, to bring good news to the poor. This is the Christ that we follow. And white Christianity has not been doing this. We have forgotten who God calls us to be. We have forgotten the vows that so many of us took on at our baptism. We are not in a place where we have yet confessed our sins, confessed our complacency, and The roles that we have taken that have allowed white supremacy to flourish and not in a good way. And so I want to use this time to call us back, to say, here are the ways that we have missed the mark, to name both personally and collectively, how have we missed the mark? And then feel God pull us into repentance helping us turn from our old ways and go forth with the ways of Christ. And so I invite you to hear these questions. And I am in the tradition of the United Church of Christ. So the questions that are asked at baptism are similar in my tradition to many others, but yours might sound a little different. If you are Lutheran or Methodist or Baptist or non-denominational, the questions asked may differ, but they all have a similar theme. And so these questions I share with you are the questions that are asked of older children and adults as they are baptized. They're quite similar for babies. It just changes the wording so that the question would be asked towards the parent or the guardian. But I'm, I'm reading these questions that are geared towards older children and adults because they're, they're directed to the person themselves. And so I invite you to hear these questions. And if you are in a space where you can respond, I will cue the responses if you feel comfortable responding either out loud or just in your heart. My friend, do you desire to be baptized into the faith and family of Jesus Christ? And I'll I'll word this somewhat differently. Do you desire to renew your baptism into the faith and family of Jesus Christ? And if so, please say, I do. My friend, do you renounce the powers of evil and desire the freedom of new life in Christ? If so, please say, I do. Do you profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? If so, please say, I do. Do you promise by the grace of God to be Christ's disciple, to follow in the way of Christ, to resist oppression and evil, to show love and justice? and to witness to the work and word of Jesus Christ as best you are able. If so, please say, I promise with the help of God. And the final question, do you promise according to the grace given you to grow in the Christian faith, to be a faithful member of the church of Jesus Christ? celebrating Christ's presence and furthering Christ's mission in all the world. If so, please say, I promise with the help of God. In my tradition, we believe in a single baptism. We believe that you are baptized once and that's all you need. And even regardless of whether or not you are baptized, you are a beloved child of God. But this practice of renewal is important. This practice of remembering these vows we make. These promises we made and recommitting to them. And I truly feel, especially just knowing myself and and especially based off of the actions that we saw this past Wednesday, we need to do this more often. We need to remember what we have promised. That we have promised that with the help of God, we will resist oppression. We will resist evil. We will show love and justice. We will witness to the work of Jesus Christ as best we are able. We will be a faithful member of the church. We will grow in our faith, meaning we will not stay stagnant. And we will further Christ's mission of bringing good news to the poor and setting the oppressed free, the prisoner free. This is the work of Christ. And the work that we promise to continue in the world in our baptism. That God calls us beloved and we will live into that belovedness by doing these things. And it's important to recommit ourselves to them. Because we have been missing the mark. This past week, I was doing some work in the kitchen and our kitchen sink is white ceramic and it gets pretty dirty. And I realized it was like very dark yellow, orange and needed a good scrub down. So I went and I got some barkeeper's friend and a magic eraser and I scrubbed and I scrubbed and I scrubbed and I scrubbed. And by the end it was sparkling clean. And I thought, man, this is kind of like a reminder of the importance of renewing baptism. The sink is still a sink. Right. No matter what, no matter if it's discolored, if it's clogged, whatever, it's still a sink. But when it is really dirty like that, when this disposal gets really clogged, it's not as good as what it's created to do. Things are getting in the way of what it's supposed to be doing and who it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to function as in the world. And I think we do this, too. Right. As children of God. Maybe there are some things we are doing or saying or a way we are acting in the world that is getting in the way of us living into who we are as Christians, into who we are as children of God. There's something getting in the way. And that's when we need to take a good look at ourselves. There are some things we need to confess, like scrubbing that sink nice and clean. There are some things we need to confess and say and then repent And renew our commitment about who we are going to be in this world. Because it is our our faith that calls us to live in a different way. And reminds us of who we are and whose we are. Because my friend, there are so many things that will make us question our true identity. We will be called throughout our lives a slew of other names that make us question who we are. We will act in ways that make us question who we are at our core. But the very first name that God ever gave us, our name above all names, is Beloved. Beloved Child of God. That is who we are and who we are called to be. And we are called to live that out in the world. And so I hope that these questions renew your faith in who you are, renew your commitment to these values, these values of seeing each and every person as a beloved child of God. Because you know what isn't possible when you do that? White supremacy, racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia. All of these things will fade away when we can confess our sins, seek repentance and see each and every person as the beloved child of God that they are. My friend, the same spirit that stirred above the waters of creation, the same spirit that created human beings in its image is the same Spirit that called creation good and is the same spirit that rendered the heavens open to say, You are my beloved. And that is the same spirit that is with us now. And it is with the power of that spirit that we, along with Christ, confess our sins. And then we get up and we rebuke everything that gets in God's way. We get up and we reject and rebuke and renounce ideas of superiority. We reject and rebuke and renounce division and hatred. Because that is what it means to follow Christ. In following Christ, in living into our repentance, we renounce the devil of division. We renounce the devil of despair. We renounce the devil of fear and hatred because we know it to not be true. We renounce the devil of hatred because we are a people of love. Because we know that the power of love is greatest above all else. And I don't mean the kind of soft and fluffy kind of love. I mean the hard love of relationship, the kind of love that requires confession, the kind of love that speaks the truth, the kind of love that requires repentance and accountability and growth and transformation, confession and forgiveness. This is the kind of love of which Jesus Christ speaks. This is the kind of love that God calls us to live into. It is the hard love. This is the love we are called to. One of my favorite books, it's a bit of a satire. And so you have to know that going in. It's called Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff, Christ's Childhood Pal. And it's a made up fictional story about Jesus's childhood best friend, Biff. And I'll say that again, it's totally made up, but. It's a funny story. And Jesus's character in this book, his character's name is Joshua. And one of the things that he says to his best friend, to Biff, at one point in the book, he says, love is not something you think about. It is a state in which you dwell. Love is not something you think about. It is a state in which you dwell. And after the events of this past week, love is what I want to dwell in. I refuse to dwell in despair. I refuse to dwell in hate. I refuse to dwell in division. I will dwell in love. The hard love of sacred and holy relationship. Because the spirit of love that hovered over the waters is the spirit that rendered the heavens open to call us beloved, is the spirit that is here with us now calling us to confession and repentance to live into the truthfulness of who we are as Christians and see each and every person as beloved and act according to that. For far too long. My white friends who are listening, we have been complicit and it is time to confess and to repent and to lean into our belovedness, to rebuke everything that harms community and to embrace love, hard love that requires growth and accountability This is the love in which we will dwell. We will not dwell in despair. We will not dwell in hate. We will dwell in love and hope because of who our God is. The God that rends the heavens open and calls us beloved, not maybe so much with a booming voice, but with whispers of hope and love. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.